bless you, Jesus. We love you so much. Yes, we know that you are here, Lord. And touch every one of us here. We love you. And we sing hallelujah. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit. In this place. Sementara kami berbicara tentang firmanmu Tuhan. Lord, as we turn to your word. Terjemahkan firmanmu sesederhana mungkin supaya setiap kami bisa mengerti. Lord, give us understanding so we would know what it is you are saying to us. Terutama mereka yang masih baru supaya mereka bisa mengerti tentang pribadimu Roh Kudus. Especially those of us who don't uh, know you very well, God. Lord, reveal yourself to us. Dalam nama Yesus, amen. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Saudara boleh duduk semuanya. You may be seated, everyone. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, praise and worship. That's good. Okay, that's good. You ready, Ruth? Yes, I can be. Yes. <laughs> By the way, photos of you new here, this is my daughter, okay? <laughs> so if we're a bit touchy-feely, that's why, Okay. <laughs> Satu kali saya bergurau sama Ruth di depan, terus istri saya bilang, kamu hati-hati dipikir itu apa itu namanya. So, so one day I was speaking up and I was translating for him and uh, just my mom or his wife reminded us that just be careful, not everybody might know that you guys are related. Yes. Satu kali saya bersama istri saya sama uh, Levi waktu itu kami ke Chaston bertiga saudara. So one time uh, myself and my wife and my grandson Levi went to Chaston. Dan kemudian waktu itu saya gendong Levi saudara. And at the time I was carrying Levi my grandson. Dan saudara lihat uh, saya lihat wajah orang lewat dia pikir ini laki-laki nggak tahu diri saudara. <laughs> And perhaps uh, others were staring at us thinking, yeah. who is this guy? What yeah. does he think of himself? Kok masih muda, sudah tua. And he's thinking, oh, because he was, oh yeah, because I was walking with them as well. And they, they would have assumed that I could have been his young wife. And since then I've told my wife, I, I don't think I'm very comfortable just going with Ruth and Levi together to Chadston anymore. Okay, so memang saya orang yang suka bergurau, saudara. I do like to joke around. And... Saudara, kita lanjutkan dengan uh, buku John. Chapter 16 hari ini. But today we're going to get straight into our study of the book of John again. Bagi anda yang masih baru, kita selalu khotbah tentang seri dari buku-buku Alkitab. So for those of you who are new, what we like to do is actually study each book of the Bible. Dan hari ini kita akan belajar tentang hidup dalam sebuah misi, saudara. And today we're going to learn about what it means to have a life that's on mission. Di dalam John 16 ayat 4b sampai 16 nanti Ruth akan bacakan dalam bahasa Inggrisnya. So we are going to turn to the scriptures in John 16 verses 4b to 16. And you can read along with me. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me and none of you asks me where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. 
Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judge. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take whatever is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Saudara dikasih Tuhan, selama tiga tahun murid-muridnya tinggal bersama dengan Yesus. Church, for, so for about three years, the disciples walked with Jesus. He, they lived with him. Murid-muridnya, murid-muridnya telah meninggalkan segalanya untuk mengikuti dia. And these disciples had left everything in order to follow Jesus. Sementara murid-muridnya sedang berpikir akan kehilangan semua yang telah mereka korbankan. And as they get to this point of Jesus' life, as they start to think about all the things they uh, they the things that they would lose, um, sorry, as they were thinking, losing the very things that they sacrificed everything for. Yesus sedang menyediakan sesuatu yang lebih besar dari apa yang pernah mereka pikirkan atau bayangkan. Jesus was actually preparing something greater for them, something bigger hmm. than the, than anything they had ever imagined. Alasan kenapa Yesus menegur mereka karena kes, dari kesedihan mereka sebenarnya kesedihan mereka tidak begitu penting dibandingkan peristiwa esok harinya. So Jesus was uh, really um, Jesus was rebuking their sorrow because in um, because he really was wanting to point them to something that was greater than what they could ever imagine. Karena keesokan harinya ketika dia mati di kayu salib Peristiwa itu jauh lebih penting daripada kehidupan murid-muridnya sendiri. You see, when Jesus was a, was going to die on the cross, that that thing was going to be even bring about even more and accomplish even more than what they could ever think of. Dalam perikop ini Yesus sedang mem, sedang mempersiapkan masa depan murid-muridnya untuk satu misi yang jauh lebih besar. And so in these conversations Jesus was preparing them for a mission that was really beyond who they were. Lebih besar dari apa yang pernah mereka saksikan ketika mereka bersama-sama Yesus. It was even greater than what they witnessed while they were walking with Jesus. Oleh sebab itu Yesus sedang mempersiapkan pandangan mereka untuk jauh ke depan melihat sesuatu yang lebih besar. And so Jesus was trying to make them see beyond their current situation into the things that he had planned for them. Saudara yang dikasihi Tuhan, suatu yang tragedi yang bisa terjadi dalam hidup kita bila kita tahu semua investasi kita selama ini 
Seperti waktu, tenaga, skill, pengaruh kita, uang kita, semua ternyata sia-sia. Church, what a tragedy it would be to discover one day that everything we had invested in, our time, our energy, our money, all of it was meaningless. Bahkan juga kita kehilangan semua itu sebelum kita mati. And the idea that we would lose all of that before we die. Saudara Salomo pernah mengatakan bahwa segala sesuatu kekayaan yang saudara peroleh dengan jeripayamu akan kau tinggalkan semuanya. You see King Solomon once said that we will leave behind all the wealth that we have accomplished on this earth. Hari ini Yesus mengundang saudara dan saya untuk menginvestasikan sesuatu yang lebih besar dari hidup kita sendiri. And so Jesus is inviting us um, to invest in something that is that is greater than ourselves and that will live beyond our lifetime. Saudara dalam perikop ini saya akan bacakan lagi Yesus sedang berbicara tentang Roh Kudus dan peran Roh Kudus di dalam kehidupan murid-muridnya. And so in this part of the conversation, Jesus is talking to the disciples about the Holy Spirit. Dikatakan namun benar yang kukatakan ini kepadamu adalah lebih berguna kalau aku pergi. Jika kalau aku tidak pergi, jika aku tidak pergi, maka Roh Kudus tidak akan datang kepadamu. Tetapi kalau aku pergi, maka aku akan mengutus Dia kepadamu. Dan kalau Roh Kudus datang kepada saudara dan saya, Dia akan menginsafkan dunia ini akan dosa, kebenaran, dan penghakiman. And so, as we read before in verses 7-8, Jesus says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Saudara roh kudus datang bukan ke dunia ini, tetapi ke dalam hidup saudara dan gerejanya. You see, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit doesn't just come upon this earth, but He comes to live and dwell inside a believer. Saudara, di dalam ayat 14, dikatakan waktu Yesus berbicara kepada murid-muridnya, bila roh kebenaran itu datang, maka dunia tidak akan mengenal dia. And if we track back to verse four, uh, to chapter 14, Jesus was specifically saying to the disciples that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, will come. And mereka tidak akan mengenal Dia dan mereka tidak akan menerima Dia. But when He comes, the world will not know Him or recognize Him. Oleh sebab itu, Roh Kudus diutus untuk saudara dan saya dan untuk gerejanya. And that is why the Holy Spirit has been sent to live inside believers and to dwell in the church. Saudara, saudara tahu hidup di dunia ini semakin sukar. Church, we, we can all admit that life is not easy. Apalagi kalau orang tahu saudara adalah orang Kristen yang sejati. Especially when others know that you are a devoted Christian. Mereka tidak akan mengasihi saudara dan saya karena saudara mengasihi Tuhan Yesus. You know, it's often the case that people will not love you simply because of your love for God. Semakin kita sungguh-sungguh dengan kekristenan kita, semakin orang di sekitar kita tidak merasa nyaman dengan kita. And it's as if the more serious we become about our Christianity, the people around us become uncomfortable. Saudara, pada zaman dulu hal yang sama terjadi. 
Yesus tahu saudara. Oleh sebab itu dia katakan kepada murid-muridnya lebih berguna kalau aku pergi supaya Roh Kudus datang kepadamu. And so that's why Jesus could say to his disciples and to us, it is better that I go so that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Saudara ketika Roh Kudus bekerja dengan kuasanya maka apapun yang saudara katakan tentang uh, kesaksian hidupmu saudara Roh Kudus akan membuat orang percaya kepada dia eh, Yesus You see when the Holy Spirit works in all his power whatever we testify about Christ the Holy Spirit will make that effective Saudara papa saya papi saya itu orang yang paling keras saudara You see, my father is a stubborn man. Dia utus saya setiap minggu uh, setiap minggu ke gereja, tapi dia tidak pernah pijak gereja. He would send me to church every week, but he himself would not attend. Dia berkata, papi ini orang yang tidak pernah melukai orang lain dan tidak pernah berbuat jahat kepada orang lain. And he would say to me, look, I'm not a man who would hurt others, and um, I generally I am liked by people. Saudara, sebelum dia mati. Saya dan adik-adik saya berhasil untuk membawa dia kepada Yesus. But before he died, myself and my brothers and sisters could lead him to Jesus. Saudara saya tahu itu pekerjaan Roh Kudus, Saudara. And I know that that was the work of the Holy Spirit. Oleh sebab itu, Saudara dan saya, kita harus memberanikan diri untuk bicara tentang Yesus, bukan tentang pribadimu. And so church, you and I, we must be bold in speaking about Christ, not just talking about ourselves. Roh Kudus kalau bekerja dalam hidup saudara dan saya, maka dia menyadari orang lain, orang-orang di akan dosa, kebenaran dan penghakiman. You see when the Holy Spirit works in us and we bear witness to Christ, he will convict others of their sin, their righteousness and judgment. Saudara Firman Tuhan mengatakan sebab Allah telah mengurung semua orang dalam ketidaktaatan supaya Allah dapat menunjukkan kemurahannya atas mereka semua di dalam Roma 11 ayat 32. You see in Romans chapter 11 verse 32. verse 32 it says here we go for God has consigned all to disobedience that he may have mercy on all. Saudara di sini dikatakan begini, kalau saudara dan saya suka membandingkan dirimu dengan orang lain. And so in other words, if you and I like to compare ourselves with others, saudara selalu merasa dirimu lebih dari orang lain. And perhaps you might think of yourself as better than someone else. Saudara bagi Tuhan semua kita ini sama. But in God's eyes, we're all the same. Kita ini disobedient di mata Tuhan. We have all disobeyed God. Oleh sebab itu tidak ada satupun di antara kita yang benar di hadapan Tuhan. And so in His eyes, nobody is righteous on their own. Mau standar hidup apapun yang engkau pegang bagi Allah, kita tidak ada yang benar. No matter what moral standard you you uphold in your life, God does not see that apalagi, as righteous. Apalagi zaman sekarang kalau saudara hidup di mana standar Hidup itu sangat relatif, tidak ada yang mutlak. And nowadays, there's no such thing as absolute good or wrong. It's all is relative. Tidak ada yang benar-benar disebut sebagai hal yang benar atau salah. Disebut baik atau buruk hanya berdasarkan 
bagaimana hal itu berdampak bagi orang lain. You see, good or wrong is defined by how others receive that particular decision or action. Saudara semakin sulit untuk menolong orang lain untuk percaya kepada Tuhan dan membedakan antara kekristenan dengan agama. And in such times, it's becoming increasingly difficult for us to uh, show others that Christianity is different to any other religion in this world. Perhatikan saudara, agama itu dibuat oleh manusia. But we have to understand that religion is man-made. Agama selalu membuat ruang bagi manusia untuk menciptakan Allah menurut gambaran manusia sendiri. You see the thing about religion is that it gives us room to create our own god to worship. Agama membawa manusia kepada Allah. And in religion the idea is to get to God. Dengan demikian dalam beragama selalu Anda dituntut untuk berbuat yang baik dan amal. And so there is this uh, there is this a requirement when we are religious that we need to be good in order to get closer to God. Tapi saya katakan kepada saudara di dalam Yesaya 64 ayat 6. But you see in the book of Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6. Nabi Yesaya katakan demikianlah kami sekalian seperti seorang najis dan segala kesalehan kami seperti kain kotor. You see the prophet Isaiah he says this We have all become like one who is unclean and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind take us away. Saudara, perbuatan baik saudara dan saya sebelum kita mengenal Kristus itu seperti kain kotor. You see in other words, our good deeds before we know Christ to God It's like a polluted garment. Jelas firman Tuhan sudah meniadakan segala hal yang umumnya dipakai menjadi dasar satu agama. You see, the Bible stands against everything that religious religion upholds. Dan firman Tuhan mengatakan tidak ada yang benar seorang pun tidak karena semua orang telah berbuat dosa dan kehilangan kemuliaan Allah. And you see the Bible says that there is not a righteous person on earth that we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Perbuatan baik saudara dan saya itu bukan merupakan tiket untuk ke surga. You see your good deeds do not get you a ticket to heaven. Rasul Paulus katakan kepada jemaat di Romawi saudara Uh, the Apostle Paul said this to the congregation. Pada in Rome. saat kita masih berdosa, Kristus mati buat saudara dan saya. That while you were sinners, while you were ungodly, Christ died for you. Saudara, Yesus tidak mati buat orang yang bermoral, orang yang baik, orang yang saleh. You see, the gospel is not that Jesus died for the godly. He didn't die for the righteous or for the pious. Dia mati buat seperti orang eh, buat seperti orang eh, buat seperti orang eh, buat orang seperti saudara dan saya. But Jesus died for sinners like you and I. Peranan Roh Kudus dalam hal ini saudara untuk menyadarkan pandangan dunia bahwa dunia ini salah. And the role of the Holy Spirit in in this in all of this is to convict the world of their sin. Roh Kudus menyadari saudara dan saya ketika kita 
melukai orang lain dan menya, apa, berbuat salah kepada orang lain. You see, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts us of our sin. The moment that we have offended another person or hurt someone else. Suatu kali Yesus dalam per, sebuah perjalanan misinya, saudara. One day Jesus was on a mission trip. Dia memilih jalan untuk melalui daerah Samaria. And he decided to go past a town called Samaria in Samaria. Dan di situ dia di situ ada sebuah sumur tua, saudara. And in that town there was an old well. Sementara murid-muridnya pergi mencari makanan, Yesus duduk di sumur di pinggir sumur tua itu. And while Jesus disciples were going out to find some lunch, Jesus decided to sit at the well. Lalu seorang wanita Samaria datang untuk menimba air siang itu, Saudara. And then there was a woman who came to draw water from that well. Dalam pembicaraan Yesus dengan wanita Samaria ini, dengan tegas Yesus mengungkapkan dosa wanita Samaria ini. And you see in that conversation between Jesus and that woman we see that Jesus convicts this woman of her sin. Dia katakan kepada wanita ini kamu sudah pernah kawin lima kali dan sekarang pria yang bersama kamu itu bukan suamimu. And he says almost out of the blue you've been married to five different men and the one you're with right now you're not even married to. Saudara Yesus mengasihi wanita ini tetapi dia menolak Dosa yang dilakukan oleh wanita ini. But you see, Jesus did this because he loves her. And when he convicted of that, it is because he was rebuking the sin that she lived with. Saudara, jangan pernah benci kalau ada orang yang uh, berbuat salah. Tetapi kasihi dia, benci perbuatan dia. You see, we're not called to hate others and judge them by their sin. We're called to love others, but do see that their sin is wrong. Jangan ikuti perbuatan mereka. And we're not, when as Christians, we should not go with the pattern of life that they're going with as well. Saudara, hidup wanita Samaria ini berubah setelah bertemu dengan Yesus. You see, the life of this Samaritan woman changed the moment She met Jesus. Saya harap saudara satu kali ketika Roh Kudus bicara melalui hidupmu, orang lain uh, hidup orang lain bisa berubah karena Tuhan pakai engkau. And I believe that when you testify about your uh, how Christ has changed your life, that it could change others' lives too. Perbedaan antara agama dan Injil adalah Allah tidak menerima kesalehan manusia. You see the difference between religion and the gospel is that God does not accept our righteousness. Supaya tidak ada satupun manusia yang bisa bermegah di hadapan Dia. And this is so that man cannot boast before God. Perbuatan baik saudara dan saya seperti kain yang kotor. Your good deeds are like a filthy garment in God's eyes. Dan tidak seorang pun di antara kita yang tidak pernah berbuat dosa. And there is not one of us who could say that we have never sinned. Kita ketika saudara dan saya lahir, kita telah kehilangan kemuliaan Tuhan. You see the moment you and I are born, we are sinners. Saudara, waktu Yesus mati di kayu salib, darahnya menyucikan kain kotor kita. But when Jesus died on the cross, his blood cleaned us. Saudara tidak perlu lagi memaksakan diri untuk berbuat baik atau berbuat amal. Itu agama, saudara. 
And so we are no longer living the Christian life um, with the requirement that we must do good deeds in order to get to God. Kasih anugerahnya telah menggantikan perbuatan baikmu. Instead, it is God's grace that we live by. Kita diterima oleh karena iman kita kepada Yesus, saudara. And we are accepted because of our faith in what Jesus has done for us. Ini kabar baik bagi saudara dan saya hari ini. This is the good news for you and I. Ketika saudara dan saya bergerak bersama dengan Roh Kudus, saudara, kita bisa menyampaikan keselamatan bagi orang lain. And when you and I work together with the Holy Spirit, we can witness to God's salvation to other people. Bukan saudara, tetapi Roh Kudus yang mengerjakan hal itu. You see, it's not going to be your testimony, but what the Holy Spirit does with your testimony. Hari ini bagi anda yang belum pernah mengenal Tuhan secara pribadi, saya mau katakan satu hal. And so, if there are any of you today who have not given your lives to Jesus, saudara Yesus tidak pernah menawarkan agama. You see, I want you to know that Jesus never offers a religion. Dia menawarkan dirinya, saudara. But he offers himself. Dia mati supaya saudara dan saya beroleh keselamatan. And he died so that you and I could be saved. Dia membatalkan hutang dosa kita, saudara. You see, he cancelled our debt of sin. Supaya saudara beroleh keselamatan di dalam dia. So that you and I could receive salvation in him. Oleh sebab itu, tugas saudara dan saya dalam misi saudara dan saya dalam hidup ini untuk memberitakan gospel kepada orang lain. And so church, this is our part now to share this good news to other people. Saudara, sekarang saya hampir 65 tahun. Church, now I'm 65 years old. Dulu saya seperti Anda, masih muda. I was young like you guys were once. Saya sekolah dan kemudian saya menikah. I went to uni and then I got married. Saudara, saya berumah tangga dan kemudian saya punya anak. I had a family and I have children. Saya mau katakan kepada saudara, apa yang saya studi dulu di Jerman Barat, itu tidak pernah saya pakai untuk masa depan saya. And let me tell you, whatever I studied in West Germany at uni, it's not applying now in my life. Orang tuamu biayain, biayain anda untuk studi. Yes, terima saja. You know, it's good that your parents would fund your studies. Tapi studimu tidak menjamin masa depanmu. But just know that your studies will not guarantee your future. Waktu engkau menikah, saudara, engkau punya keluarga. When you get married and you have a family. Nah, saudara pikir engkau akan mengakhiri hidupmu dengan happy-happy. And you're thinking this is the happy ending that I'm going to live with. Saudara belum mengalami ada orang tua yang ditinggalin anaknya. Saudara dia menangis membunuh diri. You know the truth is we have met parents who have been heartbroken because their children have left them to the point of suicide. Dengan kata lain, hidup ini selalu dikejar dengan problem. You see, in other words, we're, we're going to live life and, and in this life we'll have a lot of problems. Saudara, gak usah undang problem, dia datang sendiri. You know, it's not that we're looking for them, they just come. Kecuali saudara sudah mati, 
baru tidak ada problem lagi. You know, the moment we'll stop experiencing any problem is the moment we die. Oleh sebab itu, kenapa orang mati dikatakan rest in peace. <laughs> And that's why, <laughs> that's why when others have passed, we say rest in peace. Karena problem tidak akan datang lagi dalam hidupmu. Because that person's not going to experience any more problems. Saudara, mari kita undang roh kudus dalam hidup. Church, let us invite the Holy Spirit in our lives. Kalau kita berjalan dalam pimpinan Roh Kudus. If we walk by his leadership. Saudara apapun yang saudara hadapi di masa mendatang, what, ada solusinya selalu. You see whatever you are going to face in the future, he will help you. Saudara saya ingat waktu mertua saya masih hidup. I remember when my in-law was still alive. Saudara, waktu itu uh, Istri saya saya bawa pindah ke Australia. And at the time I brought my wife um, to migrate here to Australia. Dan waktu uh, mama mertua saya masih hidup dia ikut kami di Australia. And when uh, my um, mother-in-law uh, was still alive she came with us to Australia. Saudara dia marah sama saya kenapa kamu jadi pendeta apa uh, pindah Australia membawa anak saya jadi susah hidupnya. But she was angry at me for bringing her daughter to Australia with me and for um, experiencing the hard life that they had. Kadangkala saudara kita belum tahu apa yang akan terjadi ke depan tetapi kita sudah uh, apa itu namanya kita sudah enggak enggak convenient dengan hidup eh, dengan uh, dengan keadaan kita sekarang ini. You see, we might not know what the future holds, but we just know that right now we're just not quite content to stay where we're at. Kita enggak pernah puas, Saudara. The truth is we just we won't ever be satisfied. Saudara, kalau dia masih hidup sekarang ini, tentu dia akan bicara satu hal yang berbeda lagi. But I believe that if she was still alive today and see our lives, that perhaps she would say something different. Sebab itu, Saudara, Kalau saudara mengalami masalah dan jangan-jangan saudara marah terhadap Tuhan. And so, if you are experiencing a problem or a challenge, don't get angry at God. Saudara, Tuhan pasti bawa anda kepada satu tujuan yang sudah Dia tentukan dalam hidupmu. Trust that the Lord will lead you through it to a point that He has already prepared for you. Oleh sebab itu hidup berjalan dengan pimpinan Roh Kudus. And so that's why walk with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Kalau orang lain yang masih lebih berhasil dari anda, jangan if others are more successful than you, don't be jealous. Karena saudara segala sesuatu ada waktunya. Because everything will be fruitful in its time. Kalau saya bisa ngulangi hidup kembali, saudara, saya akan hidup jadi pendeta lagi. You see, if I had a chance to rewind my life and do this all again, I would still choose to be a pastor. Saya senang lihat anak-anak muda kalau sungguh-sungguh dengan Tuhan. And I love seeing young people on fire for God. Saudara, saya pernah melihat orang di sini habis kebaktian, dia pukul berantem di sini di gereja ini, Saudara. Church, in our history, we have seen people just after the service ends and uh, a fight breakout just in the, in the middle of the auditorium. Habis kebaktian, habis doa berkat, berantem di sini, saudara. You see, after the service is done and we've done our blessing prayer, suddenly a fight just breaks out. Saudara, saya pernah 
satu kali jemaat keluar di keluar dari pintu masuk dia kepala sudah berdarah semua karpet kita berdarah semua. You see, I've seen someone who one of our congregation members had to go outside for something and comes back with a bruised head and blood trickling down his his face. Tahun-tahun itu saudara kami membaptis 50 orang. But that year alone we baptized 50 people. Karena banyak mafia dalam gereja. Because there were a lot of sinners, mafias in our church. Saya miss hal yang itu saudara. That's the kind of stuff that I miss. Karena semakin dosa semakin banyak orang berbuat dosa semakin besar kasih karunia Tuhan. Because we see that the greater our sins the we would see the vastness of God's mercy at work. Itulah pekerjaan Roh Kudus, Saudara. And that is all the work of the Holy Spirit. Padahal saya bukan seorang pengkhotbah. But the truth is I'm not even a preacher. Tetapi Roh Kudus bisa confess mereka untuk percaya kepada Tuhan. But the Holy Spirit can help them confess um, that Jesus is their savior. Saya ingat tiga tahun berturut-turut 50 dan 30 50 kita baptis orang. And I just remember year after year we'd we'd uh, baptize people in the 50s in the 30s. Kita lanjutkan Saudara sekarang di dalam Yohanes 16 ayat 12 sampai 15. And let's keep going with our scripture in John chapter 16 Saya singkatkan supaya tidak terlalu panjang. Yeah, I'm just going to um, make this concise. Masih banyak hal yang harus kukatakan kepadamu, tetapi sekarang kamu belum dapat menanggungnya. You see I still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now. Tak, saudara, dia kata Yesus katakan, tapi apabila Roh Kudus datang itu Roh kebenaran, dia akan memimpin saudara kepada seluruh kebenaran. But Jesus says that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Saudara, Yesus katakan di sini, eh apa? Yesus katakan kepada murid-muridnya, sebenarnya banyak hal yang ingin dia ajarkan kepada mereka. See, Jesus saying to his disciples, there's so much more that I want to teach you. Tapi dia bilang biar dia Roh Kudus mengambil alih semuanya. But let the Holy Spirit do that. Saudara, seorang pengajar yang baik, dia tidak ingin membuat murid-muridnya kagum atas apa yang dia ketahui. You see, The motivation of a good teacher is not for the people uh, to be impressed by them. Tetapi meng, dia mengajar hal-hal yang memang mereka perlu untuk ketahui. But rather they would teach what is necessary for the disciples to know uh, for them to be able to live the life they need to live. Bila saudara baca firman Tuhan, tidak semuanya Anda harus mengerti. And if you're reading the Bible, know that you don't have to necessarily understand everything. Saudara pikir kalau saya sudah 30 tahun lebih jadi pendeta saya bisa mengerti semua satu buku ini. Do you think that after 30 years of being a pastor I can still understand everything in this book? Setiap firman yang saudara baca, izinkan Roh Kudus untuk bisa mengajar Anda bagaimana mengaplikasikannya. But every time you do read the Bible, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you how to apply God's word in your life. Supaya firman ini bisa menjadi kenyataan dalam hidupmu. So that this word can become a reality in your life. Firman Tuhan, Roh Kudus dan Yesus berkerjasama. You see the word of God, the Holy Spirit and Christ, they all work together. 
Roh saudara, Roh Kudus akan menerangin pikiran Anda ketika Anda baca firman Tuhan. And it is the role of the Holy Spirit to illuminate your thoughts when you are reading God's word. Lalu firman Tuhan akan mengarahkan pikiran Anda kepada Kristus. And the word of God will direct your mind to Christ. Karena firman Tuhan itu adalah Kristus sendiri. Because the word of God is Christ. Dengan demikian Kristus dipermuliakan. And so Christ is glorified through his word. Oleh sebab itu jangan mengutip firman Tuhan untuk kepentingan pribadimu. And so don't come to the Bible just trying to unpack it for your own benefit. Firman Tuhan bukan untuk keuntungan pribadi. You see the 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 Bible is not given to us primarily for personal gain. Supaya Anda bisa bicara, supaya firman diizinkan firman Tuhan bicara untuk pribadimu. But rather allow God, the Holy Spirit, to speak to you. Kalau Firman Tuhan membangun dirimu, engkau bisa bangun orang lain. And you see, if the Word of God will speak to you and build you up, you can then build others up. Jadi tujuan saudara baca Firman supaya Firman itu membangun anda dan engkau bisa membangun temanmu. You see, we need to be shaped by the Word of God and built up by the Word of God so that we can also encourage others. Saudara baru-baru ini teman saya, dia mantan dari sini saudara dia, dia bilang, oh my God, saya ditipu orang satu miliar. You see, recently a friend who used to come attend our church, who lives elsewhere now, uh, he said to me that somebody uh, somebody conned him for about a million dollars. Satu miliar rupiah. Miliar rupiah. Hundred thousand dollars. Dia bilang teman saya eh, uh, orang ini bilang padahal ya Om ini orang Kristen loh Om. And this guy says to me but this guy was a Christian. Saudara jangan gampang percaya kepada orang. You see church the moral of the story is don't easily trust in man. Kalau saudara undang Roh Kudus di dalam hidupmu. If you invite the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Saudara enggak gampang percaya kepada orang lain. You wouldn't easily just trust anyone. Kecuali saudara mengenal dia. Unless you were to really know them. Dua minggu lalu saya dapat teks dari Indonesia. Uh, Om boleh ba- bisa bantu saya enggak? Two weeks ago I received a text from Indonesia and they asked, could you help me? Ternyata saya find out dia utang orang karena kalah judi saudara. And I discovered that this person owed a huge debt to somebody else because they lost in a gambling game. Meskipun saya pendeta, saya bilang sama dia, kalau itu judi dan drug, saya tidak akan pernah bisa bantu kamu. And so I, I replied, look, if that's if you'd lost all this debt because of something that you committed like gambling or even drugs, then I can't help you. Saudara, kita jangan jadi orang bodoh. Semua orang kita bantu. You see, it's not that God expects us to help every person that comes to us with a need. Kalau kita hidup bersama dengan Roh Kudus, maka kita tahu bahwa hal ini kita boleh bantu, yang lain kita nggak bantu. But the important thing is for us to be sensitive with the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit moves you to help that person, then then you must help them and like so if the holy spirit moves you to help anyone then le- listen to his leadership. Oleh sebab itu anak-anak muda 
belajar untuk hidup bersama dengan Holy Spirit ya. And so young people learn to live in the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Apalagi Anda jauh dari orang tuamu. Especially because you are far away from your parents. Saya tahu Holy Spirit bukan seperti pribadi saya nih. Kalau umpama yang saya katakan ini ini root ya. Ini bukan apa? Kalau root bisa saya lihat, tapi Roh Kudus saya enggak bisa lihat. And I understand that the Holy Spirit is not just a person we can see and talk to interact like physically with another human being. Tapi saudara, Roh Kudus itu so, seorang pribadi. But you see, the Holy Spirit is still a person. Engkau bisa ngomong sama dia. You can speak with him. Dulu waktu pertama saya datang sini susah. Tiap hari saya naik bus, saya selalu ngomong sama Roh Kudus. You see, when I first came here and we lived a pretty tough life, I would go on the bus and I would converse with the Holy Spirit. Kalau sekarang saudara, saudara ngomong sendiri, saudara masih ada earphone, saudara. <laughs> Nowadays, our ears are stuffed with earphones. Karena orang lain nggak akan bilang engkau gila. <laughs> and perhaps and and perhaps others won't coin you as Karena weird. Dianggap engkau sedang ngomong sama seseorang. Because they oh okay, I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so nowadays if you want to speak with the Holy Spirit, put some earphones in so at least it looks like you're talking to somebody. Yes. Sudah bayangkan saya enggak peduli orang pikir saya gila, tapi saya sedang bicara dan saya sedang dalam keadaan desperate. Saya bicara sama Tuhan. In those days uh, without AirPods were not created yet. I didn't care what I looked like in public. I was speaking to the Holy Spirit because I needed him. Lama-lama saya mengenal pribadi dia. And uh, after and after so long I come to know him personally. Saya mau saudara mengalami hal yang sama. And that's what I want for you. Supaya saudara enggak homesick sebentar-sebentar. So that you're not just always homesick. Tapi saudara bisa hidup bersama dengan Roh Kudus. But you can feel like always somebody's always with you because you know the Holy Spirit. Jadikan dia temanmu. Let him be your friend. Bicara sama dia setiap hari. Speak to him every day. Kadang-kadang saya ngomong sesuatu, teman saya bilang, lu ngomong apa Gus? Sometimes I'd say something and another person was like, what did you say? Oh, saya bilang, oh sorry, sorry, gue lagi ngomong, gue lagi, uh, apa itu namanya, ngelantur, ngelantur, padahal saya lagi ngomong sama Tuhan. And and I'd say something, but really what what I was doing was speaking with the Holy Spirit. Karena saya sudah kebiasaan ngomong sendiri. Because it's truly become a habit for me. Dan saya mau saudara ngalami. And I want that to be a habit for you. Mari kita berdiri. Let's stand up.